So it's another edition of your sports fix with the sports pulse. It's Devin Ashby, Dan Cuse. How you doing, Dan? Hey, Devin. How you doing today? Doing well. Doing good. Just made it through another week. Can't complain. Yeah, same here. But um, what an eventful week this was. I know the biggest news, at least for the college world, I mean, with even with the Pac-12 coming back, I feel like the biggest news this week was the Deion Sanders hiring as the head coach at Jackson State. Yeah, um, yeah, that was big. Definitely, bit some big news. Yeah, it was. Um, I think it's going to be a game changer for historically black colleges and universities, regardless of who's on his staff, because there were some things that came out about his staff. But I guess eventually we'll figure that out. But I mean, what did you think when you saw the hire? Um, so I don't want to take anything away from it, but I've heard hearsay that he's not the greatest players coach. Mm-hmm. Um, now he was coaching high school football. I watched one of the first games, um, you know, with, with all the sports coming back and, um, you know, and, you know, not saying Dion can't coach, but I will say that if Dion wasn't Dion, I don't think he would be coaching. So take, I would take a, it's, it's great to have a big name go to uh, HBCU. So I love that. I'm kind of separating the two. I'm splitting hairs here, but I don't know how successful he will be as a head coach anywhere. So I'm just going to put that out there. High school, he did okay. Right. Um, but as far as the impact of him going to Jackson State, I think it's huge. It's immense. So um, I wish him success. I mean, it's prime time. You know it's going to be big and over the top. And um, he's always had a good rapport with players that he's mentored. But, um, I, you know, as far as – the productivity on the field afterward, I don't know. So I'm looking at it. With, I'm tempering my expectations, but I think it's huge for HBCUs, and I think it's a, it's it's a good it's a good story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I totally understand. And same here. I mean, just because of the fact that this is brand new, so we haven't seen him coach before. So I mean, I'm not expecting anything right out the gates, especially right. considering the fact that. The teams he's playing, like, for example, just in HBCU circles, I've seen that, like, Jacksonville has is currently in the middle of a losing streak to Alcorn State, and Alcorn State is one of the best teams in the SWAT conference, I think. Sure, sure. So he still has an uphill battle ahead of him anyway. But like you said, I think just for name recognition, it definitely is a big deal, and, and it probably will, if anything, it'll at least get media attention over there. Yeah, and and, and and again, I guess, um, or I'll just mention it, he didn't have to do this. You know, right. Deion Sanders doesn't have to coach, you know, young men, whether they're high school or in college or, or anything. So I think it's it's a powerful thing for him to do. I think um, I think he had a comment like God led him to Jackson State or something like that. Maybe I'm, maybe I think it's someone else, but it's definitely, but I think I'm pretty sure it was him. But, yeah, it was, I think I saw that. Yeah, but either way, I think it's something that he didn't have to do, and it, it's gonna be it's gonna be something that I think a lot of other um, HBCUs will get some more uh, uh, more players that will transfer over, and he's had players transfer over to Jackson State after, so so it is making an impact already. So mm-hmm. maybe that will kind of grow, and maybe you'll see schools like Morgan State or or Howard University or Bowie State in D two. Maybe they'll get some um, residuals or, you know, that the, the reverberations of this move will, will happen in a positive way. Right. And there's a chance he could do well, too. I'm not going to necessarily say Oh, yeah, me neither. I just, like, I, I still feel like if, if we took everything, and like I said, I wanted to separate the two. If we separated mm-hmm. just Dion, and I was just looking at him as a head coach, um, I, I don't know if it's something I would get super excited about. Right. If you look at, like, a coach like Joe Gibbs, no one knew who Joe Gibbs was, and, and he goes to four Super Bowls, wins three. But, you know, coming from the New Orleans Saints as basically a nobody in the organization, you know, it's like it's almost like the same deal. It's like, well, well we heard he's pretty good. Let's give him a shot. Um, Deion Sanders is literally living off of his his brand and, and what he's done. And, again, he has mentored players uh, over the years, so it's not like they're just throwing him a job. But I will say I I do want to see how he, you know, I'd like to see him in situational football as a head coach because sometimes when you have a great player, 
similar to like Deion Sanders, they look at other players like, why can't you do that? Right. You know, I mean, I can do. The, yeah, you're Deion Sanders. You're you're a freak. Like you're, you're one of the greatest <laughs> players of all time. In my right. opinion, I think other than Bo Jackson, greatest athlete of all time for me. But again, as a head coach, sometimes when you're that player, you look at other players like, why can't you're blessed? Like you have these abilities, but you need to take that and make it so it's easier to learn for younger players and then get them to the best level that they can be because there is there might be a ceiling for some of these players. Right. Yeah, that that is true. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting, but I I mean, we're going to see how this experiment works out, but. Just, yeah, but it's it's a great story nonetheless. Yeah, and it was a great press conference too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but um, I guess elsewhere in college, I know, like maybe a few days earlier, the Pac-12 finally caved in, and yeah. they're coming back in November. Which I'm yeah, that that was that was a bombshell. That that definitely got everyone awake, woke everyone up. Yeah, I wonder why why they're waiting so long. By the end of the season, it'll basically be over. Yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering how scheduling's really going to be affected, like, on a global scale, because at some point, all this is going to come to a head and just ruin everything as far as, like, you know, once once fans are allowed in the stadiums on the regular and, and things, you know, like, uh, living in the DMV, like, are, are we going to have all these major teams run into each other? It couldn't happen. There's no way it could, that could that that model could survive. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it's it's really dicey the way. I mean, we're not out of the woods yet. You got look, we got games like we got Notre Dame. You know, they're hyping up. You know, Notre Dame and like, oh yeah, we're having football is back and and VT and all this stuff. These players are getting coronavirus. They're walking on the field, then they're walking off the field. It's the same deal when sports started with uh, soccer and. Uh, uh, MLB and, and NHL. So, uh, my biggest concern is, um, is this even good for television? Because I'm looking at the ratings, and it's it's really not. I mean, people aren't even following the NBA playoffs like that right now. And we have a good series. We have some good series here now, mm-hmm. Eastern and Western Conference. So, it, to me, it's just like, I I wish there would be more foresight in in what, just to predict like what. If this happens, what are we going to do? Not just as an organization or a conference, but even from a television standpoint, because I feel like all these conferences are under the gun from like, you know, major television networks. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, and I, and, I, and the way the the players went real hard. I mean, people were threatening to sue and all that stuff too, writing letters to the governor. Yeah. So it's. I mean, especially with football. I mean, you, you have some in some areas. Football is one A one B with religion to some people. I mean, it's that serious. So, um, it's it's insane because it's like you, you just hope that these kids are safe, and even media members and and people that are involved in the sport. You know, luckily, covering watching football team. You know, I'm not around other fans, but. There's a risk there every time you go out, you know, if whether you're covering the sport, you're a fan, anything, anytime you're in contact with people, it's it's, it's pretty rough right now. Yeah, and definitely I, I, I've seen the light now and it's like all sports together at the same time. Definitely. There's a reason the calendar is set up the way it is, because I, I do agree with you, like the ratings are pretty bad, but I think it's just the fact that it's overkill and. There's plenty of other crazy things going on in the world right now, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I love sports as much as you and all the listeners out there, but um, I, I feel like it's it, it we're in, we have to do the right thing, just as a human race, to make sure this doesn't, you know, just create something that we can't control, which we can't really now. But, um, you know, it, it, I think sports is something that that unifies people and it makes life just a little easier to get through at times and i've seen relationships that were built off of just a a pickup game you know just friends whatever uh family members getting together just to watch a game i mean it has a very strong impact but again it's not more important than one's life so i I wish there was some kind of a connection there where we could have a happy medium and I, i don't feel like we're hitting it right and yeah i feel that definitely but um, speaking of one's life, I feel like uh, the Chargers are in some hot water right now. 
I don't know if you saw. Oh, that. I think everyone saw. Yeah, with Tyrod, that was that was pretty crazy. Yeah, that that is. I think that's like just totally just disgusting. Like the fact that it's a little sketch, isn't it? Doesn't sound yeah. a little sketch when they're kind of. And I know you're not big on Herbert, but isn't it kind of sketch that they're like, oh yeah, yeah, uh, you, you won't be able to play football uh, the rest of the year because our doctor is uh, inept at what he does. Like what? Right. <laughs> and it just, it just, it was just really weird. And I noticed, I feel bad for Tyrod just because this is just happening to him again. Every, it seemed like every, yeah, he, he does, man, he has had a hard shake, you know, yeah. like as far as like opportunities, he's behind Flacco. And then, you know, he finally had an opportunity in Buffalo that didn't work out. Um, and that, and I don't really think he was in full control of that decision. And I don't think he, he played, I thought he played solid everywhere he's gone. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, do I think he's a star? No. Do I think he has a, had a chance to maybe be one of those guys? Yeah, I think he could have. I think he could have been one of the guys that you mentioned every week. He just never got a, a firm, you know, a good opportunity, a firm hold on that uh, job because he's a stopgap. Let's, let's call it what it is. When he came right. there, he was just, yeah, keep the seat warm for, for Justin when, he, when he's ready to play. Right. And it's just like I'm wondering if, I, like, just mentally, from a mental standpoint, like how many more places does he really – how much longer does he really want to go on if he's like everywhere I go, right. I know that they don't trust in me. I'm just here to warm the seat up for the rook. You know, like Yeah, how, he's just like a thrower. Like like he's just like a thrower at this point. Like yeah. at the combine, they'll have quarterbacks here that aren't even there to perform in front of scouts. They're just there to throw the ball to the next biggest star, you know, wide receiver or tight end. So that's how I feel I feel like he's just a thrower. He's just a guy on the squad. You know, if you need me, I'm there, whatever. Um but you know, I will say this. Um, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna create a conspiracy theory, but I do think it's a little odd that, you know, for yeah, one, I mean, I'm like I know he needed the pain and in- killer injections. This isn't something new. This has been going on since the dawning of time. I mean, you look at Daryl Green. Um, you know, yeah, you know, he had broken ribs, and you know, you, you saw him, you know, making a huge play that that led them to the Super Bowl. You know where he's holding his ribs, and he was on painkillers. No, allegedly, I'm pretty sure he didn't even admitted that. So it's like you see, you see that it's this is a thing, and you're a doctor, and you can't do this simple injection. Like, yeah, that's I'm not a doctor, so I can't say. But to me, that doesn't sound like that would be an issue. Right. And he's not the I, only player. Is what I'm saying. I think that's getting these painkiller injections. Oh yeah, no, he's not. Definitely not. So that's but, why I'm little, and, and right before the game. Like directly before kickoff. Yeah, it just seemed weird. It was sketchy to me. I I was mentioning that to my friend. I'm like, I mean, I was kind of joking, but I'm like, it just seemed like a plot to get Justin Herbert in there. Yeah, because because we all knew that was the plan. I mean, anyone that's even even a, a, a you know a guy that, that barely watches football, <laughs> casual fan knows. Yeah, well, you know, Tyrod. Like, let's say Tyrod gets him to a five and zero start. I still don't think that keeps him in the starting lineup. They know what they're going to do with their future. Right. And even though I wasn't huge on Herbert, he did look pretty good in the game he played. He did. He made some big boy throws. He made some mistakes. But, that you know, he came in cold. And, and you know, he, 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 thought, he thought that, um, you know, the coaching staff was joking when they said, you know, you're starting, you're playing. Right. So it was a shock to him. Um, you know, he's laughing and they're just like, get your helmet, you know, like what we're, you know, you're ready to go, get right. ready to go. So, um, you know, I'm with you. Do I think, I mean, I feel bad for Tyrod. I'm not trying to dismiss that, but as, as far as Herbert, um, you know, it, here, here we go. We're all talking about Tua, like, oh, should we sit him? Should, you know, should Fitzpatrick start, which he is, he's starting, but you look at Herbert, you know, that, that team is, he has some pieces, so. I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll get to see what he can really do with a, with a week of preparation. But as you know, playing football, that's another week that the defense can look at film and they know they're going after a rookie quarterback. So we'll see how he performs. It's really set for him to fail. But if he doesn't, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll really get to see what kind of quarterback he is. Right. Yeah. And I feel like Anthony Lynn is in a rock and a hard place because it, it seemed like he, he doesn't want to rush Herbert too quickly but at the same time it's like you know the the yeah. way he was, the, just the things he was saying to the press he, I don't know if he would believe himself yeah like, I feel bad for Lynn too because this is all going to fall on him somehow and 
you know, and you look at a guy like like uh, Patricia Detroit, who you know, I feel like we can go in there, you know, inebriated and falling over and win a game before he can, you know. But you, know, you get a guy like you know Anthony Lynn's like put him in a situation like this. Yeah, well, you know, we only won like six games this year. Sorry, like I'm I'm getting tired of that crap. Like you know, right. the thing is, is like it seems like the NFL is like, oh, we want African, we, we're giving African American quarter, uh, not quarterback, excuse me, African American uh, coaches a, a chance, but they're really not. Yeah, they're giving them a chance to get hired, but it's a short leash. You know, they're like, oh well, you know, you're not doing very well. So we're going to, you know, after one year or maybe two, if you're lucky, look at uh, Caldwell, you right. know, he, you know, he's like, we'll get his situation. It's just, that's what annoys me. So I hope, you know, cause I like Lynn, I think he's a really good coach and hopefully that, you know, this team rallies behind Justin. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, they almost beat the champs. So right. it's, it's a solid team and they get to play him again. So if they, yeah. if, they if, if they beat him again or if they, if they do beat him a second time, like, but that's where game planning really, really helps though, because you know, Kansas City wasn't prepared for that either. So they don't even know a lot about this kid. Right. And then you have less pressure on the quarterback and Justin because it's like now he's just going off of instinct. He's just playing. Mm-hmm. Next week we'll see with tape on him and him maybe having a little jitters, maybe not as much of that adrenaline. We'll see if he can continue that performance. Right. And I know week two, there were a lot of performances around the league that were um... – I think that that Sunday night football game was amazing. Like, yeah, uh, between Cam. Oh, and it was it was great. I mean, yeah. that, that was awesome. Uh, you know, Cam is, uh, you know, he's doing well. You know, I, I I'm really, I, I think I was really hard on Cam as far as him coming in and being ready with with the Patriots because there's a lot of players that that really couldn't make that transition, uh-huh. and um, he did, and he's really bought in, and I, I just I just feel like he's going to. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was you know it was a heartbreaker, but I think he's I think this is a good sign for them moving forward. Right, and I know a lot of people are going to be hard on the Pats for making that call, but I'm just like that call has been for the last ten years. He's been running that play down at the goal line, and ain't nobody yeah. stopping. Well, you did know? you like the call? I thought it was horrible. I mean, yeah, it's Belichick, so who am I? But I thought it was a horrible call. I mean, I think everyone. No one was in the stadium. Well, you know, like it's not like they had a full stadium, but it's like no one, everyone in the in the world knew. Like, right. Cam's gonna get the rock. I just thought the design of the play was very poor. I, I feel like they could have done a lot with him running the ball, even a, an option, maybe a sprint pass, something like some redirection. I just thought it was very Manila. I didn't. That's what I'm saying. I didn't have a problem with the call at all. I just, the, I mean, could they have added maybe a jump pass in there? Probably. Yeah, but, I mean, they could have like, done a lot with it. Yeah, but I mean, I don't have an issue with the call just because they couldn't stop it all game, <laughs> you know. And, and yeah. it just—I mean, it wasn't that difficult to make because if they try to step back and throw it, then people are like, "Well, why didn't you run Cam?" And then when they run Cam, now everybody's like, "Well, what?" You know. So I mean, they—it was lose lose. I yeah, think. even if even if you were to throw, I mean, it's when you're down in, at the goal line, it's tight and it's it's really hard to get a throw in. So right. Um, you know, and, and you're not going to do anything. You're not going to trick the defense with a reverse or anything like that, you know. So right. I, I feel like, yeah, I guess if you're going by percentages and all the analytics out there, like at the one, a guy like Cam, you're in, you're uh, you know, you're in a, a set that really you can't disguise anything. That's what kind of got me. I, I understand that it's goal line and that you're going to have a, uh, a package that's that's going to be max protect and and you're just going to basically show that you're going to run. But still, I, I still felt like there should have been an extra option, like an escape valve. But yeah. that's just and then running a zone as opposed to running it up the gut. That was right. The, like, why are you running to the left instead of? Yeah, yeah. I didn't understand on. that either. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it's it's at the one. So like, the, it's, like, <laughs> it's yeah, really it's fifty fifty. It's it's pretty right. much fifty fifty. Like you, you're the goat or you're the hero on that situation. And you know what? And it was a great game. And this isn't going to be the last time that these two teams are probably going to face each other. So, um, in my opinion, so I mean, I, I, I just think those are two really good teams. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, may, maybe we see, maybe we see them, you know, playing in the Super Bowl. I don't know, but I, I thought it was a really good game. And my thing on the other side, this man Russell Wilson. I think this is the year he finally wins an MVP, just because <laughs> I, I just. He's oh, he's lights incredible. out. 
<laughs> like, he even said he was in, you know, saying he's open to the media. Like I am the best quarterback in the league, and he meant it. And um, I don't think he gets enough respect, honestly. Right. Uh, he's he's one of the one, one of the greatest quarterback. If he if he walked away today, um, you know, he's he's left an impact on the game. Right. And I don't think that's mentioned enough. And and Patrick Mahomes is a young kid. He might be, you know, we don't know. He might be the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Or he might just be a flashy guy that has a ring. Maybe, you know, maybe he has a trajectory like Aaron Rodgers, even though they're doing really well in Green Bay. But, you know, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't win another ring, maybe, you know, we don't know where his career is going to go. But I know what I've seen with Russell, Russell Wilson, and it's pretty damn good. So he needs to get a little more respect, I think. Yeah, and it, it just, I mean, and I'm glad that he's finally gotten away from that um, game manager tag that people love to place on him. Like it just. Oh, I've never thought that. Throw that ball. <laughs> Anyone that says that doesn't understand the game. <laughs> like I, oh, no, I've never ever. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I I'm just saying, but I, I would love for someone to say that. Too. Like now, I mean, some people will say that um, Tom Brady was a game man, not a game manager, but a system quarterback. Two different things. But as far as game manager, oh no, I don't think Russell. Russell, he was he was never a game manager his first year. Remember, they brought in Matt Flynn to be the starter. Right. And, you know, it's like it was an afterthought. Like, that's how well he played from day one till now. It's insane. Yeah, Before that defense insane. became a thing. So, you know. Like, people people were so enamored with the Legion of Boom, which is understandable. But it's like, right. no, Russ was, He was doing Russ that before there. there. Yeah. Making play. Like, I remember that, that game against Green Bay in 20, that NFC Championship game when they was down yeah. 16 nothing. I mean, yeah, he threw three picks, but. He threw the game winning touchdown too. Like, you yeah, know? I mean, like he's he's just a freakishly he's good. Uh, I mean, he, and and remember, we don't see Kyler Murray without Russell Wilson. You oh, know, yeah. we, we don't see Baker Mayfield without Russell Wilson. Probably. So you know, there's a lot of short, you know, you know, short guys that are you, the the NFL didn't believe it. Like, you got a guy like Doug Flutie, who I feel if he played into even today, he would have a great career, but. They didn't give him an opportunity to. It's like you're too short. You can't see over the line. It was just old school football rules. And they um, tried that with Drew Brees for like a high second before he they came did. Forward. They did because remember, you know, when, when Phil Rivers came, that 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 was that wasn't. You also have to understand that he did have a lot of injuries and he had a shoulder problem. But um, at one point, they didn't think Drew Drew Brees would play again. I mean, he he was having some issues. Right. Um, so the fact that Drew Brees is still playing, and even though people are ragging on him, I still say he's playing at a high level. Um, look, I mean, his career was almost over. Because right. people, even though he could still play, people didn't want to take a chance on him. And that's kind of like, I think Russell Wilson opened the doors for a lot of, um, not only just shorter quarterbacks in stature, but have a little, have a little you know, flavor to their game. You know, they can move around in the pocket. You can, you can actually design plays as mismatch plays that are really just like, you know, I don't want to call it like uh, an illusion or, or distraction, but there's a lot of nuances in that offense that you would never have without his creativity. So, um, yeah, Russell Wilson definitely opened the doors for a lot of quarterbacks, college style, you know, and Cam, and Cam did too. I'm not going to not say that Cam didn't, but two different players, if you, you know what I mean? Right, like, yeah, Cam is like, like the, the, I feel like... <clears throat> Russ definitely gave short guys a chance because Cam, it was like at the bare minimum, even if you didn't think he was a good quarterback, he was still 6'5", 240. Yeah. Russ, Russ is coming in here at 5'11", like 200 soaking wet, and it's like, oh, well, he's too short, he's too, like, you know, and then Kyler Murray, you were hearing the same things, but it's like, well, you saw it work with Russ, so let's give Kyler a chance, and now it's working with Kyler. So yeah, and Kyler has a live arm too, like him and yeah. uh, Russell. I mean, just on arm talent alone. I mean, if you make the kid six five or whatever, or whatever the perfect you know size for a quarterback the NFL deemed it to be, I think it was like six four, six five. It wouldn't matter. He's still he still has a gun, and and that's all you need as long as you have awareness and the vision and uh, will to win. Things some right. things you can't even just teach. He has them. Exactly. Both of them do. Exactly. And yeah, Kyler looked pretty, you know, 
referring to Kyler, the game against the football team, this was kind of a reality punch. Yeah. When they played them. I mean, I figured they were not going to beat Arizona. Yeah, I mean, I predicted a blowout. You know, we, we talked about that. And, I mean, at the end of the day, for me, um, I just want to see more out of Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. And, and I, I understand that line is is just horrible. And then losing Sheriff, that was that was tough too. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I really I want to see that progression. I'm tired of the hype videos. I'm tired of the RG three s things that the organization is doing. This is a top fifteen pick that went against another guy who was rookie of the year. He might he's in the conversation for MVP already for the and league. They, and, they and they're the both second back. year quarterbacks. And and when you look, I look at it this way: when you watch that game, I look at one sideline. I'm like, this guy is a game changer. And I look at the other sideline, and I see a project player. I don't see a top 15 player. And that's not his fault. But somebody needs to coach this kid up. And I think it's mental. I think all of it's mental. And, he, and his footwork, too. Every throw is high. You got to get that. And, and it's coaching, too. I'm not going to blame it on the kid. But they got to figure that out soon. Because I think he can go to another team. And if they have the right you know, system around him, he can, he can flourish. I still think he's talented. Right, and it always happens with them. Like every time, yeah, <laughs> you know. So, but I'm with you. I definitely need to see more. And as for the defense, I mean, that defense is legit. But those, the the safeties are horrible. Well, not Landon, but well, yeah, Akpay. Everyone was kind of like, eh, is he going to be good? Yeah, he got exposed. But Jimmy Moreland got. I mean, he got turned around twice. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, am I gonna? I don't think they, that he should have been guarding up on uh, um, the best receiver, in my opinion, in the game. Personally, I don't know why he has. It's a, for one, it's a, a height advantage for Hopkins, and he's just that talented. You can't slow him down, Jimmy Moreland. He's I like Jimmy, but he's not. That's I don't know why they put him in that situation. I mean, he's not even your best corner right now, and I know they're dealing with you know Fuller being hurt. But still, like I just didn't understand it. Well, I think it was lose-lose because, I mean, okay, either put him on Hopkins or, hey, let's go put him on the Hall of Fame uh, Larry Fitzgerald, who still yeah. at 36 is really good Like, because he got turned around by him too. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know. I mean, you know, Larry's going to get his either way. So, right. And bo- both of them are. So, like like I said, the blowout was more of a matchup issue. You know, do I think Arizona's, like, like stupid good and legit? Not really. Do I think they'll make the playoffs? Yeah. But it's like I, this was a this is a game I think that you just had to deal with. This is one of those blowouts that I don't think you're going to walk. It doesn't matter at what point of the season they're taking that L. This is a learning process. They should beat now. The Browns are a favorite, but they should handle the Browns. That defense should have no issues. But this team, it, here we go again. You know, it's Washington. We ne- it's it's hard to whenever Washington has a huge win. Or like a game that they really shouldn't, a team that they really shouldn't beat in a fashion that they did against Philly, they sleptwalked and they sleptwalked in this game, and they got exposed. Yeah, and it, it happens every year, regardless of the coaching regime. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not mad at them. I get it, you know. But and I think even if they were more prepared, which I don't think they were, um, and 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 look, this isn't a slight against Rivera. This is just a, this happens to every great coach in the game. He got outcoached, flat out. Like right. Rivera got outcoached with better talent. It wasn't because Rivera didn't call the right plays. It was the fact that, um, look, Kingsbury, he he knows how to man. I love his play call. He really knows. Even even the touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins, where you have a trip set on the right, and your best receiver is on the left, and you're still playing zone. You know, it's just like, but there was just just a basic set like that. And you still find Hopkins single coverage in the back of the end zone, if you can call it that. And it's just like it's just it's it's like he's playing with child's. It's like like Monopoly, you know. It's like a kid's yeah. game. And his I, his play call is really stellar so far. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, he's started. I'm, I think I'm. I mean, depending on how they finish, because I mean, it's only week two. But like, right. if he keeps this up, I mean, I'm willing to say I was wrong about him. If he, yeah. Keeps yeah, and I, I didn't know what to expect of him either. Again, he came in with a lot of hype, but I mean, I think he's li- he's kind of lived up to it so far. Um, 
and it's just in-game decision making. I thought, and look, Arizona had a lot of opportunities to, um, you know, they shot themselves in the foot a lot in yeah, that game. Sure. There, there are many that Landon Collins pick. You have to leave with points, flat out, bottom line. Right. And as a quarterback, and I mentioned this in, in uh, the Washington Football Fanatics podcast, you have you have a jailbreak. You have everyone chomping at the bit, salivating at the line. You need to check that. Now, I don't know if he has the ability to call have a call an audible at this point, but I mean, you have to know that you have to get the ball out quick. So right. either way, I, I just don't feel like his awareness is there. And do you, how do you teach that? You really can't coach that. Either the kid has it or he doesn't. Mm-hmm. In yeah. Ohio State, he didn't get a lot of pressure. He didn't. He, he was just sitting back there like a statue and just bombing it, bombing it downfield. He was rarely on the move. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. That is true. And his line was better there, obviously. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, he barely got touched. Yeah. So I mean, if it's pitch and catch, now he did mention, you know. Well, hey, you know, I really do enjoy the no huddle. We saw it in the first week. We, we've seen it at the back end of the game. I hear people telling me, oh, well, he will get good at the end of the game. Well, it's easy to look good when, you, when they're playing soft coverage and they have a, it, basically an insurmountable lead. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to fall back in coverage and keep the play in front of you. I mean, that's one-on-one. But my thing is, it's great that you want to run no huddle, but you're not the coach. And I'm not, I'm not saying that Haskins was forcing him to, but it, to me, it was almost like he was trying to tell Ron, I do like this. I feel comfortable doing this. That's cool. But at the same time, I need to see you run the plays efficiently because you can't run no huddle all game. We've seen it done before in the past. It works, and then it doesn't. You right. have to know you're often – not, maybe he doesn't know the playbook that well. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in the locker room for that. Well, I don't think he does just because, I mean, it's a brand-new playbook. You know, and they yeah. – really have an offseason like it's I mean yeah I mean I don't think he knows it and it's not him it's just the circumstance you yeah know? I mean and, and and that's for every Washington quarterback for the last decade you keep Pretty running uh, all OCs and, and head coaches and you know you look at the quarterback why can't you get this well I haven't had a playbook that I could work through with for more than like eight months you know right. like, look at Jason Campbell they ruined him I feel like he could have been a great quarterback yeah he had some he had some talent I didn't like his decision making in the red zone but he he did he was talented and again i don't think that was a joe gibbs pick so another and i i think there are a lot of similarities between both of them honestly as quarterbacks big uh both jason campbell and uh out of auburn and uh haskins out of ohio state okay um you know i wouldn't say that campbell in you know size wise i mean he wasn't as big as Haskins, but as far as delivering the ball downfield with the, with the, the the power that he had and and his he had the arm strength. Um, and again, Campbell t- he tended to to miss guys high a lot. He threw a lot of hospital balls that I didn't like. Yeah, I, I do remember that. He he threw his ball had a lot of float under it. Yeah, too much zip. Like if there's a guy ten yards down the field and I needed to move those chains and it's you know it's a third down play, I, I'm not trying to burn it to him. You know, like he needs to put some touch on those throws. And again, all of your power and accuracy comes from your legs. And it's from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And he had happy feet the whole game. And that's not something I want to see two years in. Yeah, he got hurt at the end of the year, last year. Yeah, he's still young. But somebody's got to do something with this kid. I don't want to see talent. And remember, RG3, he had those issues too. He threw a damn good deep ball. But only when he was prop when he's properly set up, mm-hmm. and he had time to. But I'm I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if you saw Allen come in, you know, week eight. And I don't think it's the right move unless they really think they're going to make the playoffs. Because because right. I think Kyle uh, not Kyle excuse me I think Kyle Allen is actually going to win more games than Dwayne, but I don't think he's a future. So I think it's kind of the wrong decision for me. I think you have to just gut out this season with Haskins, and you, you got to make a decision. Is this a guy that we really want to invest in? And if they don't win more than three games, guess what? You got some options there if you want to draft again and get another quarterback. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if they do bomb this year, do they look at it as a rebuild, or do they decide to pull the plug? 
Yeah. I really don't know. Yeah, it's like I said, I, I think Allen will win more games, but what does that do if you win six or seven games? And you're like, but is he the future? Because <laughs> like, I don't think he – maybe he is. I don't see it. I don't see it. They but try it. I think he could be like Jake DeLome, kind of up and down, maybe a Mark Bolger type player. But yeah, not in today's NFL. Yeah, not not nearly what you need to to be a cons- I love him as a backup though. I would love to have him as a backup on my team. Right. And they're lucky to have him. But I don't expect him to be a starter for this team. Hopefully not, because he's gonna win games and they're not and they're gonna they're gonna lose the lottery on that. Right. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I mean pretty much it's Speaking of losing games, I guess um, Jacksonville kind of forgot that they were tanking a little bit at first to start the year. And then I'm wondering what they do with this guy, Minshew, because he's looks like he could be a quality starter. But I mean, do they trust him? Like, I mean, is they, oh, he's look good. I mean, him and Josh Allen. So and, and either, you know, like like Minshew, of course, is more of a surprise, I think, to everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean. The thing I'm noticing from him is he's got a really quick release, yeah. and that that's something that's hard to find. I mean, that's that's NFL like NFL ready quarterbacks that can just get it. And his decision making has been a lot better. And like remember last year, it was kind of like a joke, like oh the goofy mustache, you know, he's kind of got the the flowing hair. Yeah, you know, it, it just seemed like it was a joke. Like it's kind of like yeah, well Nick Foles they brought him in with the money and yeah, well, whatever, you know. But no, like he. He looks, and he was good in college, but he looks like he might be there for a while. I, I, I kind of, I really like if he keeps playing like this, he's gonna, he's not gonna, he's not gonna lose his job. Like right. he, he's, he's, he looks like he's gonna be a guy that they can build around. Now, does that mean they're gonna go deep in the playoffs with a guy like Minshew? <laughs> you know, I don't know about that, but I think he's per, in a perfect situation because I think they just need hope for that franchise. You, you look back. You look at where they had a great defense and everything was clicking when they had Ramsey there, and they looked like they were prime, man. They were ready for the Super Bowl. And then it just fell apart. So they're really rebuilding right now, and he's a perfect guy to do it, I think. Right. Right. Definitely. And then I know this upcoming Monday night is the probably the biggest game on the next slate because I know um, Mahomes and Jackson, they play each other. Yeah, that's gonna be um, that's, that's gonna be a nice. I yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's weird because like, off the top of my head, I'm not even thinking. Of, I know it's gonna be a good game, but the first thing I can think of is who's gonna win. Usually, it's just like, well, situational football. The, both teams could win this game easily. Um, right. Like, KC's defense is a lot better um, now than than it, than it was at the beginning of last year. They seem to kind of know exactly what they need, where where they need to be, and how to not overextend themselves on plays, doing the right things, um, playing as a unit. Uh, Mahomes is just a, a monster. We know this. Lamar Jackson has shown more leadership over the years. I think um, that he doesn't get enough credit for, uh, other than his just ridiculous talent level. Um, and you know what? I think we're going to see more of a throwing, uh, more of a a gunslinging battle in this one. Right. Um, they will go out, you know, when, when it's an opportunity to run, they will. But I think this is an opportunity for both of them to be like, I can win a game as a traditional, whatever you want to call me, just just a pocket passing quarterback. Right. It, that's what I'm predicting. It could go the other way, but that's what I think is going to happen. Right. And I actually picked Baltimore to win just because yeah. of, like, all of the – I feel like Lamar is out to prove something this year. Yeah, for like, sure. Because, I mean, he might be one of the most disrespected MVPs because everybody's like, oh, are they going to catch up to his playing style? And, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And you got people talking about, oh, you, it's, it's just ridiculous. So I think he's out to prove something. And plus, Baltimore, I think their defense is much better than yeah. it was a year ago. Like, yeah, with, with Elias Campbell and, and, and that front, I, I, I think – um, they're they're really going to put some pressure on Mahomes, mm-hmm. but I you know I think it's going to be a gritty game. I think it's going to be a run, a run first game to open up the pass, and um, I, I think both defenses are going to shine. 
I, I, I find it hard to believe this is a blowout, but I think, you know, this might be like a 24-21 game. Um, I just think it's going to be possession for possession, though. Um, I'd be shocked if it was like a, a shootout where we're going, you know, into the 30s. Right. For, so, I, I, you know, but it, it's such a weird season, too. We're, like, I feel like the game flow is starting to get back to normal speed. Mm-hmm. Um but this is a good tune-up game for both teams. I think we'll really know who's who and what's what um, in the AFC from this match. Right. Right. Now, I think to move on to basketball, it was, you know, we're in the conference finals for both sides now, and it's kind of going into the flow of things. And I feel like both the Heat and Lakers are um, starting to really show the separation. And that they are superior. Like, I mean, I was surprised on the Heat side because I figured that would be a much more even series than it's been. <laughs> right. But on the Lakers side, I mean, yeah, they're starting to pull away. Yeah, uh, and you know, it was a valiant effort. I don't think people really mention enough that you know Denver they they've been they've been just slugging it out this whole way. They haven't had much rest. Um, the Lakers have. You know, they, they they've made light work of, of, of most of the teams, you know, I mean, like, let's face it. Uh, I thought it would be a sweep. I think a lot of people, you know, thought it would be a sweep, but, but Denver did get that win there. And, um, I just think, uh, Jokic or the Joker or whatever, you know, however you want to call him, like, you know, he, he's just a dominant force in the middle and he simply just, I think he's starting to get more credit, but it was almost like a joke, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, he's good. But no, this dude's a monster. Like, he's pulling off fadeaways of dudes hanging all over him like like, like Dirk was with Dallas. I yeah, I don't think, like, he literally, now, Jamal's been balling, too. We know that. But, man, I, I really feel good about this team moving forward. You know, it's, this might not be the year for them. I mean, we pretty much know that. But right. personally, I think looking forward, they got to, they really need to, the offseason build around this. They really need to push it. Right. I'm just wondering, the only thing with them is, I'm wondering who, I mean, I mentioned, I know you mentioned Giannis, but I feel like even that is kind of far-fetched, but like, I'm, I'm just wondering, they need one more piece, I feel like. Yeah, I mean. Like they're one piece away. They get a guy like Giannis, I feel like, he, you know, he's gritty. He's a guy who isn't afraid to take the back seat if asked, but he, you probably wouldn't ask him to do that. And I just think that he's, they all have, they all want to win. You know, like the the Heat, everyone on the Heat. Not, I'm not discrediting Boston, but like they just want to win. Like they don't, they're they're not copping the bubble and all the other drama. Like they're there to play basketball, and I just think that the Heat are just it's a mentality more than just talent. Everyone wants to. Everyone is putting their best foot forward, and they just believe. That's just something you really can't teach. Right. And the Heat look good too. I don't know if this is an an anomaly, but man, what a run! No matter yeah. what happens, this is just insane. Yeah, that's the thing. Only thing I feel bad for sports journalists this year. This has been a rough year on them, just because. I mean, imagine a finals going between Miami and Los Angeles. Like that is a sports writer's dream. I feel like you know, yeah, if this were under normal circumstances, like. You know, but you know what's funny is like Miami fans seem to just not they they disappear. You know, when they're not like legit <laughs> and then they just kind of pop up and it's just a white out and it's like, oh, yeah, we love Miami. <laughs> you know, so their fans are kind of suspect. I'm, I mean, sorry if there's any heat fans, but y'all kind of disappear. You know, like if yeah, they're not doing well, it's, it's, it's just like they're playing in the bubble. Honestly, if you've ever watched their games when they're struggling. So, yeah, I will not forget that image of everybody leaving in that game six mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. Ray Allen hit the shot and then they all come running back. Come running back and then and then they had to like some people couldn't get back in. It's like, <laughs> hey, that's your fault. Like, like and yeah. we've been I, I mean, to be honest, a lot of fans have been there too. I remember falling asleep. Uh you know, that that big uh, I think it was a Monday night game get the Cowboys the then Washington Redskins when when Brunel just led the comeback to the two right. big Santana Moss rows. I mean, I had school the next day. I would fell asleep. Uh, you know, I wake up and it's just like, so yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you're just like, look, pack it in. It's over. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Like, um, but yeah, I think the heat, um, I think they have something there to build around just like, like Denver. Um, now 
if Giannis goes to LA, that's just wrap it up. It's over. Like it's right. my goodness. I don't know what's gonna happen though. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him going to LA, but I mean, I I don't know where. Honestly, I don't know where he's going to go. Like this he, is, he's against the super teams, so he's 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 been on the record. Well, we'd of, like to believe that. Yeah, I mean, like we, I mean, we saw KD leave. You know, like <laughs> Eddie. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll say the right things while he's in Milwaukee, but I mean, when when the feet to the fire, I mean, yeah, okay, I'm against super teams. Okay, all right. There will be a redefinition of super team. Well, they didn't create this for me. You know, and my thing is not, I, hey, if he becomes a free agent and, and can do that, he then do it. Once. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's your prerogative. It's it's not the similar situation as KD. And so, the other thing is, it's not guaranteed to work. Just because it worked with KD doesn't mean it's going to work with him. You know? True. We, we saw that in the other side of LA. All right. Like, you know, we saw that with LeBron when he first went to Miami. Like, it didn't work out at, at first. I mean, there's a lot of NBA teams out there that are missing a piece or two. So I think there's a lot of parity right now in the league. Which is, I think is good for them, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. I think the super team, honestly, I think it's kind of dead now. I think the the, the uh, Warriors became a super team based off of actually homegrown talent, and then it became that. So, right. you know, it, it's not often you hit on a guy like Clay, Steph, Andre. You know, that's just ridiculous. I mean, especially since, you know, you know, Draymond came out of Michigan State and he was, you know, that we knew about him, but it wasn't like, oh, yeah, he's going to be like a force. He was undersized. No one thought he was in Clay, you know, and Steph, you know, small schools. So (laughs) that was just it just worked. And you you talked about the Legion of Boom that happened the same way. You know, that, that kind of manifested was created, molded together. Carroll came at the right time, and boom, that that like, was it. Yeah, all those guys were like third-round pick. Russell Wilson was a third-round pick. Yeah, everything just kind of came together with, and you can't even say it was great drafting. It just, How, it, what we, we took a shot, and it worked. Mm-hmm. I feel <laughs> like Denver could be that kind of a, I feel like Denver could, that could happen with Denver. Yeah, it, it seems like I mean just the way like Murray Jokic, uh, this guy Monte uh, Monte uh, Monte Morris. Um, yeah, they still have Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr. If he is what we think he is, Bull Bull. If he continues what he was doing in the bubble, like Denver could be that, and they already have the experience behind them now. Like they're starting to grow. So yeah, Miami yeah, is another way. Miami's the if, same. If way. they get one more player that can take the burden off you know we shouldn't expect jamal uh, murray to just pull up from like 40 and hit them you know what i mean like like he's really had to work for his shot in the series and deservedly so because he needs some help and honestly what makes me so impressive Jokic is he's getting triple team some possessions um they had three switches on him the last game in one possession that should tell you something about how good he is because he he played he played at them out ease with ease on each possession. It's just they these just have passes, more talent. And these passes he's making, I'm just like yeah. He's always been a good passer too, coming yeah. in the league. I mean, uh, the shots are crazy enough, but I'm just like, how does a man take these passes out of the post like this over and over and over? But yeah, they they need to spread that floor. Like they they really he's he's a throwback. He's not really a stretch guy, even though he can pass. He's still a down on the block player. Right. They need they really need somebody to stretch that floor, and and, and that ball doesn't move enough for my liking. Um, where in L.A. you can, you know, mm-hmm. the only thing that annoys me is when you get a guy, and this isn't just on L.A. You have a possession. You know, you beat your man. They're playing a saw. You know, they they're playing a two three, and then you're right at the cup, and then you try to dish it out in traffic. You know, right. <laughs> on a trailer, you try to dish it out to a guy in the corner. It's like take the two. That's the that's the play. Like, you could even get fouled and get a three point play, mm-hmm. but you're gonna throw a pass through traffic and hope that it gets there, and you still don't know if you're gonna convert on it. It's just yeah. that's just. Those are the things that I see that just I scratch my head, and I've been seeing it a lot this postseason. Right, but it seemed like Arab. I think they're they'll 
I mean, we keep saying I think they'll figure it out, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a game by game thing at this point. It's it's hard to just say they'll flip a switch. Yeah, I mean, the playoffs so far have been great. Um, definitely been enjoying the uh, the uh, Heat series, which we all knew was going to be a big deal. Um, tonight, we'll see. You know, if if they will advance, and then we we'll have more to talk about the next show. But um, yeah, I really like what the Heat are doing, looking ahead in the future. I just think they have a lot of. I mean, Jimmy Butler really, really made this a team, and Spolstra has been. You know, coaching him up very well, and and he's more of a player's coach. You know, he's a guy that's going to let a guy like Jimmy be the coach on the floor, mm-hmm. which I think is a perfect fit for both of them. Right. Yeah, definitely. So we'll we'll see if they we'll see if he sticks around for a little bit. Because I want. Do you think they could beat L.A. potentially? Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely think they could beat L.A. Because I look at L.A., just... I don't see stars. I see yeah. A.D. And I see LeBron, and I see glue guys. Mm-hmm. And I see Tower Hero as a glue guy, as a rookie. And they don't even need him. That's the thing. Like, the Heat have so many players that can just go off. Oh, yeah. And You're we should be talking about L.A. that way, and I don't see it that way. Right. That doesn't yeah. mean they're going to win. I just think, like, if you were to ask me, do you think it's, like you said, is it legit that they could win? I Absolutely. Absolutely, they can win this series, and I think they should. Um, LeBron has to, I think, be more involved in the offense. I understand that they kind of want AD to take that role, but I think we need to see the dog in him. We need to see the same LeBron that won, you know, won the finals against uh, Golden State. I want to see that LeBron, and he's not 80 years old. He can still get that. Yeah. We can still see that. I don't, you know. People say, well, I want to see Miami Heat LeBron. I think that was the weakest version of him. I think athletically, yes, he, he was, a, you know, put everything together. But honestly, he's at the point in his career where he's going to make the right pass. He's going he's gonna to hit a three here or there when you need it. And he's unguardable in the post. Like, like if, I'm, if he's running in transition, you can't stop that. Right. You just can't stop it. So I think he's at a, the perfect position Give me, give me seven of the the best games of your career, and they should win. I just don't think the Heat are going to let him get to the cup. He's going to have to shoot his way to the finals uh, championship. You know, he's going to have to shoot his way through it. Right. And yeah. we'll see. We shall see. But I think that's all for this week. I don't know if you had anything else. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty much it. We'll have to see. To see if Lamar gets a win, I, th- I think I think the Ravens should lock that game down, and we'll discuss about that and in the NBA playoffs come moving forward. And um, yeah, uh, that was we had a lot to talk about. Hopefully, De- uh, Deion Sanders does his thing, uh, coaching HBCU football. I think he I think he'll do a good job, but we'll see. We'll see. Everything comes with time. So um, yeah, this is your sports fix on the Sports Pulse. Devin Ashby, Daniel Cusin Jr. We'll see you next week. See you next week.